everyone. This is Alan Schimmel from DevOps.com here for a DevOps chat. And we've got a really great chat lined up for this episode. It is all about Chef Habitat. And um, we've got some really – we actually have three guests on the on the show today, so we're going to move it along to keep it moving. Let me first of all introduce my two chef um, guests or from Chef. One is Tasha Drew, who's a who, uh, product manager for Chef Habitat. And one is Jamie Windsor, an engineer with Chef and one of the co-authors of Habitat. Jamie, Tasha, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Hey, it's my pleasure. And then joining Jamie, Tasha, and myself today, all the way from Berlin, is Blake. And I hope I'm not going to mess this up, Reuven. Uh Blake, are you there? Yep. Okay, thanks. Hey, Blake, I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Um, Blake, uh, Blake, you're with, is it Busy Bee? Is that, what's the name of the company? It's called Smart Bee. Smart Bee. Um, yeah, and the B essentially stands for business because we are building, um, because we focus on uh, providing energy efficiency analysis for um, business, uh, small to very large businesses and the buildings that they operate. Wow, that's, that's, that's really good stuff. Um, Jamie and Tasha, you both work for Chef. No need to introduce who, who Chef is to our DevOps audience. But uh, Blake, welcome. And, and you know, we have you on today because we're going to talk a little bit about Habitat. And Blake, if you don't mind, I, wa- I wanted to start with uh, Sarah, uh, Tasha, and Jamie and talk a little bit, uh, just a little background. Maybe we have some folks on here who are not familiar with Habitat. So, Jamie, you're a co-author. Why don't Why don't you take that one, right? What, what What's Habitat for people who may not be familiar? Yeah, sure. So the Habitat project it is a number of pieces of software um, and their overall goal is to uh, help redefine what application automation means uh, by focusing on the application instead of the infrastructure. Uh, in the past, we have been building computers uh, in service to host our applications. And what Habitat does instead is it says, um, let's focus on what the applications are that we need to run our application, uh, what software we need uh, down to a, a bare minimum, uh, and then provision machine around it, uh, and uh, Habitat runs exactly the software you need. Um, it, it does so with a packaging system and a build system, and then a process supervisor. Um, the process supervisor runs the packages. The process supervisor communicates to other supervisors using a gossip protocol to share and spread information about what software they're running which allows us to enable things for free uh, just by packaging your software with Habitat, such as service discovery, uh, leader follower failover, um, uh, um, uh, rolling configuration updates, rolling software updates, uh, and it's all coordinated using the gossip ring. Uh, Finally, the piece that we built, uh, the, the last piece of Habitat is something called Builder, which we can also chat about today. Uh, which we just launched about a month ago. And Builder is a hosted uh, software as a service build service that's currently in preview mode that's free. And it builds your software that's packaged with Habitat and um, hosts it as well in release channels, which allows you to have supervisors subscribe 
and then receive automatic updates using a, a complete CI/CD process of promotion between an unstable branch to a stable branch and so on. Um, that's basically it. Yeah, no more than basically. That was that was a great great description and great uh, great stuff there, Jamie. Tasha, now Habitat was released as an open source project by Chef, and I it's probably about two years ago now, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, Tasha, tell us what kind of what what what's been the latest with Habitat. Sure. Um, so basically, we have been working nonstop since the initial reveal of Habitat about two years ago, just adding functiona functionality and capability across both that builder system and that process supervision system that Jamie's been talking about. We've also been working on the uh, deployment piece of the overall um, integration between those two, which in Habitat's world, is uh, highly agnostic. So the idea is use whatever tools you need to deploy um, those artifacts that, and supervisors that you're using with Habitat. And so we've been working with um, partners to have a really great Cloud Foundry ecosystem story, Kubernetes ecosystem story, AWS and Azure um, story, and then Terraform as well. So the idea is um, we have been making it easier and easier for people to come get started using Builder. Um, and that's why we released Builder in free preview mode is because we just wanna have this very low friction way for people to get started with Habitat and start rebuilding all of their workloads and then deploy using your favorite technologies and then start seeing the benefit of the supervisor and Builder communicating between the two. Absolutely. and. And as you mentioned, Builder is in free preview right now. Um, you know, some people look at things like Habitat and some of the other great open source projects Chef is kind of shepherding. And they say, this is all great, great, great. But how, you know, where does, how do they stay in business? Where do they make money? So, Tasha, can you talk a little bit about sort of where Chef sees commercial opportunity with Habitat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for our enterprise customers, having um, on-prem solutions that integrate with all of our open source products in order to have that really strong uh, control plane management layer is super important. And so that's with Chef Automate, something that we continue to invest and see incredible success with. And then with Habitat, the uh, Habitat becomes the technology that continues to support enterprises while they want to move fast um, to deliver applications to production at scale. And so having this part of the technology suite become to uh, be adopted by our core set of enterprise customers uh, will continue to be part of our strategy. But then we also have Builder to enable smaller shops to just get started really low friction point, really easy to use. Um, and how we monetize Builder itself um, over time will be something that we investigate as we see how people adopt and use the technology. Excellent answer. Great, Tasha. So, Blake, I, I didn't want to leave you too long in the code. Let's bring you into this now. First of all, Blake, I, I don't think I asked you, and I don't know if our audience uh, is, is savvy to it, but what, what exactly is your role at SmartBee? Um, so I, um, we have a team of sort of multidisciplinary polyglot engineers at SmartBee. We do all kinds of things because we're a small shop and, and a small company still. Um, 
but the focus that I have, and this has been my focus uh, and my interest sort of for the last, it's actually been a little bit over 10 years, um, is on all manner of operations engineering. So what I used to do would be something more like traditional systems administration, and now I would say I'm more of a uh, software engineering operations specialist. In other words, I'm focusing on improving and streamlining the process of software engineering and less focused on things like racking servers. Sounds like you're doing DevOps to me, man. Um, but Blake... Yeah, you could say that. Yep. So Blake, Smartbee is using Habitat. Yeah, that's true. Let, let's talk um, I would say about at, why. At the moment about, sorry? I was going to say why. What are you using it for? Um, well, we're using it for almost everything. Um, we have one, yeah, we have one production service that is not yet what I call habitized or wrapped up in habitat package, um, and we're just waiting for some work in the community to be finished before we can do that. Um, but yeah, like 85, 90 percent of our services are are running under Habitat under the Habitat supervisor, and we're using as much of that workflow that um, uh, Jamie and Tasha were describing as we can at the moment. Um, and that's actually been a pretty good process for us, I think, because the way that Habitat's designed, um, the adoption process can be incremental. So when Tasha was referring to giving Habitat users the freedom to pick and choose how they want to deploy or how they want to go about adopting. That's definitely something we've leveraged a lot um, to make our story good for ourselves. Got it. And and so, Blake, I mean, when, when did you guys uh, adopt Start With Habitat? Um, so when I saw the uh, launch video, which was, I think, Adam speaking in Seattle, Adam Jacob, the uh, chef CTO, Mm -hmm. um, I was sort of, I was watching originally just out of curiosity and then as the talk went on, my mouth started hanging open further and further, I think. Not because uh, I thought it was the most groundbreaking thing that I'd ever seen, but more because I couldn't, I was surprised to see how many of the checkboxes that I had in my mind from 10 years of working on this kind of stuff, on this kind of operations work how many of those checkboxes were getting checked off by the project as the architecture and the, and the behavior of the uh, tools that was described. Um, so we really started looking at uh, the feasibility of adoption within weeks, I think, of that launch video. Wow. Um, and started doing the rollout um, probably a few months afterwards. So we've been doing like a very slow incremental rollout to um, you know, ensure that we don't disrupt any of our current software development process or our current production environments. Um, yeah. but that's, that's what's been going on. It's been a continual process for, I'd say, like eight months now, but just done very slowly. Very cool. So, Blake, I, you know, I have a long history of working in, in open source related projects and stuff, and I'm always curious, you know, as, as a consumer, if you will, or a user, of this open source project, have you guys, what have you contributed back? Have you contributed any code, bug findings, suggestions for new features? How are you, you know, giving back to the community here? Yeah, sure. I think, um, I think the thing, since we're a really small team, uh, what we've really focused on is trying to use the tool in the way that it's been designed to be used. Um, and then giving feedback to the community and or to the core maintainers whenever we find 
bugs or places we want to see improvements um, and just keeping that conversation really open and fluid, which has been great. Um, it's one of the reasons that I've continued to use Chef software stuff for um, not, not quite my whole career, but a, a sizable majority of my career is just that I think as an organization, Chef believes that community is very important. In fact, perhaps one of the most important things about building a company um, and compared to other experiences I've had with other open source groups, I think that's been a real win for everybody involved. Um, so in terms of code contributions, I think mostly what we've done is put out a lot of um, plans, which are the, uh, the sort of blueprints for packages um, that Habitat uses uh, when, you, when you set up like a set of dependencies for your application. So we've definitely published a lot of those back into the community. Um, I think you can find them if you look on the builder site under the Smart E origin. Um, you'll see all the packages that we've published. And we've also published some stuff back into the core plan set, which is the ones that the Habitat team maintains. Got it. Got it. So, Jamie and Tasha, is, is Blake and Smarty sort of represent the kind of prototypical Habitat user? I'd say so. Um, you know, with Habitat, you can pick and choose what pieces you want. Um, and um, uh, it's been great to watch Blake and Smartbeat grow from <coughs> back to the packaging manager and the supervisor and, and, and gradually uh, moving towards uh, adopting Builder. Um, they've been great to work with in the community. Um, um, Gives a lot of great feedback. Um, you know, they're users, so you know, one of the things that is really important is you build a feature or you build, you know, you fix a bug, and then you immediately get the feedback from the community. And um, they've been uh, unbelievable to work with. Um, I'd say that uh, you know, Habitat would would work for any team that ships software, though. Um, so they're absolutely a typical user because they ship software, right? Mm -hmm. Cool beans. Um, guys, we're, we're almost at the end of time, unfortunately, hitting up here over 15 minutes. But, uh, Tasha, for people who may want to, you know, go explore Habitat themselves, where, where can they go to get information? Yeah, we would love them to visit our website, habitat.com. Sh. Um, there you can see uh, we have a quick, you know, just kick the tires, 10-minute kind of step-through demo. Um, we have more in-depth tutorials if you want to start uh, just playing around with both the run and build time features of Habitat. And our community is very active on our Slack channel, um, which you can find a link there to join, but it's just at slack.habitat.sh. So as you get started, um, if you want to just jump in that Slack channel, the entire core team is there, our community is there, and we seek to be super welcoming to new people. New questions are very welcome in the general channel. Um, so you can just hop in and get support and ask whatever questions you have. So it's habitat.sh. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, guys, listen, thank you very, all three of you, Blake Irvin, Jamie Windsor, Tasha Drew. Thank you so much for being our guest in this episode of DevOps Chat. Continued success, Blake, with you guys in your bigger business as well as using Habitat. And, and Jamie and Tasha, with you guys continuing to develop and make Habitat, you know, an indispensable uh, tool for, for companies around the world. All Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Have a great day. 
This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps Chat. We'll hopefully see you soon on the next chat. Until then, take care, everyone.